You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. All right, it's uh, Monday and I'm here with Louis Rigoni. Hey, Dolph fans. How'd you enjoy that uh, football game yesterday, Louis? Uh, I did actually enjoy it to some extent. It was a little bit frustrating. You know, as the game progressed, it was a lot of the same, you know, just uh, frustration. But, you know, overall, you're competing against one of the best teams in football, uh, possibly a, a Super Bowl contender. Without, I mean, they're definitely a Super Bowl contender, but a Super Bowl uh, participant in the Seahawks. They're one of the best teams in the NFL, and they played them extremely well yesterday. So a um, little bit of frustration, but at the same time, somewhat happy as to you know how they competed. Well, everybody knows Jim Johnson. He uh, podcasts with us on Wednesdays usually, and uh, he usually monitors the game thread. We have a Facebook page, and on the page there's a game thread, and uh, you know a lot of the members of the page go into the game thread and, and talk about the game in real time. And there are quite a few guys that were pretty upset yesterday. You know, they weren't happy with the uh, aggressiveness of the offense and then blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yesterday, Jim was under the weather, so I was, in the, I was in the game thread. And I think people, you know, are expecting this team to win today and tomorrow and the week after. And um, I really do think some perspective is important. We ripped this team down to the bare bones last year. And uh, we've had one draft and uh, some money to fix as much as we could, but there are still some gaping holes on this team. Now, with that said, I've got some numbers here that Kyle Krabs put together, and I think he did a really good job of putting this into perspective. Let, let me read this. First downs, the first four games last year, we had 53. This year, we've had 96, so we've improved by 181%. Um, yardage. Uh, 900 yards the first four games last year, just about 1,400 this year. That's 154% improvement. Sacks, mm-hmm. we gave up 18 last year. We've given up six this year. Turnovers, we had nine last year. We've had five this year. So, I mean, all those numbers are showing significant improvement. Um, right. on, on defense, uh, first downs through the first four games last year, we gave up 110 this year. Hundreds, that's down 10%. Um, yardage, 1888 last year to 1639 this year. That's down 14%. Points, we gave up 163 last year to 96 this year. That's down 42%. And sacks, uh, we had five last year, nine this year. So that's up 180%. Turnovers, two last year and five this year. That's up 250%. So through the four games, and we've been playing some tough teams. Okay, and, and through the four games, you can see that the team is improving. It may not show on the scoreboard, uh, you know, when the game is over, but we're not there yet. We This team is not rebuilt. They're not finished. So I, I think we have to take things into perspective. What you're looking for right now is gradual improvement. You're looking for the youngsters to uh, be developed and, and improve game to game to game. And I think if you get that, the wins will come. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm in total agreement. I mean, there's definitely an an improvement. Uh, Second half of last year, we played pretty good football. I actually think we're playing even better football through the first quarter of this year. I do too. We're we're a quarter through the season, and um, you know, I I talked about this in our last podcast in regard to uh, how we've competed against some of these teams and. you know, after the New England game, we were frustrated, but as as we watched them play other teams, we actually played them pretty nip and tuck, and the same with Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's an extremely good team. They're now 4-0. Uh, they've beaten everybody they've played. They, they've done it in different ways, and they're a very solid team, and we were nip and tuck with them. Uh, same with Seattle yesterday. We beat Jacksonville. So over the first quarter of the season um, – you know, I don't know what people's expectations were, but wins, um, Lewis. They want wins. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they, listen. You know, all the stats you just threw out, you know, are great, 
But yeah, I mean, in the end, you want victories, you want wins, and um, at some point they will come. You look at the Seattle team, they're a very talented football team on the offensive side, and I felt the defense played relatively respectable. respectable. Yeah, that's, I mean, when you look at the numbers, I mean, Wilson still threw for 360 yards and two touchdowns, but, you know, we gave him a short field you know, on one occasion and, um, you know, a couple Listen, turnovers. We had, we had the rookie Igbenogany screw up, and that happens. That's going to happen. That's part of growing pains. That's what yeah. happens when you play youngsters. Yeah, I think we had, you know, we had some breakdowns at times. But overall, you know, I felt that they, they did a pretty solid – listen, they kept us in the game. You know, had we scored, you know, we'll go, we'll go through the game and whatnot, and, you know, in a bit. But – um you know, they've played well. Getting back to your point, I'm pretty happy, and that's what you want to see. I mean, you remember the first quarter of last year, we we were getting blown out on occasions, and we just they were calling us the worst team in football history. Oh yeah, we were an embarrassment. <laughs> yes, it's horrible yes. what we're doing. We're trying to tank, and so on and so forth. But um, you know, you look at the the team this year and the fact that you're watching a full four quarters of football games and and excited and saying, you know what, we got a shot here. Uh, you know, you didn't have that a lot of times last year. So, um, you know, going forward, let's just hope it it continues and let's hope that you know some of these younger players get better. You know, the the corner you just mentioned and some of the other guys that. Um, we need Jones back on the field. Uh, you know, Ikpenogany wasn't brought in to be a starter just yet. Right, exactly. I mean, he's been thrown into the mix, yeah. and, um, you know, they're picking on him. There's no question about it. So um, some of our veterans have to play a little bit better, and, you know, we'll talk about that as uh-huh. well as we, we will. As we go There's forward. a couple. Yep. There, there's a couple. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So on to the game itself. Well, I mean, you know, we come out. First possession, four plays in, interception. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, oh, here comes here comes one of those. <laughs> here comes the barrage, right? Here comes one of those Fitzpatrick days, you know. And then, of course, Seattle drives right down the field, six plays, they're in the end zone. And you're thinking, yeah, it's Yeah, that was the last thing you wanted to see. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you get off to that type of start. You know, you come right back and you go three plays and out, uh, you know, on your next possession. So, But they weathered the storm, Lewis. They they weathered the storm, you know. So, you know, they, they, they force Seattle to punt on their second possession, which was key. And then we drive nine plays. We put a nice little drive together and what would prove to be the outcome of every one of our drives, except for the very last one, is a field goal. And, right. um you know, to Sanders' credit, you know. Yeah, let's just throw a shout out to Sanders. He was money yesterday, and every one of them was dead center down the middle. I mean, he's kicking well. He's he's kicking extremely well, and he's actually perfect so far this season. He hasn't missed a kick yet. I don't know how many kickers have done that through four games, but I can tell you I've watched a lot of football and I've seen a lot of <laughs> missed extra points and a lot of field goals. So um, he's getting the job done. So big shout out to him. I mean, it's important because, you know, it, we, how many times in years past have we seen drives fail and then a missed field goal? And you're like, Jiminy Crickets, we came out of that with nothing. You know, nine play drive, no points. So you know, end of the first quarter, you know, you're like, okay, 7-3 game, not bad. You know, the second quarter starts, and Seattle goes 13 plays, and they turn it over on downs because Mr. Pete Carroll decides to go for it on fourth down, and, and we stop him. Uh-huh. Uh, he we choked. Did, he choked. He choked, right. I don't know how many <laughs> Dolphin fans yeah, are going to remember that, but um, – A few. You know, so anyway, long story short, you know, we get the ball back again, and once again – 10-play drive, starting at our 25, it results in another field goal because we cannot get those third-down situations done they, over and over again. We ha- And they weren't big third-down and longs. I mean, they, they were, it was frustrating. You know, it really was. I mean, you're looking at third and fours, third and sixes, you know, things that we should have been able – to you know to get done you know a situation where we should have been able to execute and get you know get those first downs we weren't able to do it so again we settle for a field goal and you're thinking okay 21 seconds we're in this it's seven six at half right 
No. <laughs> or 10-6 at half, I should say, because I think some somewhere in there, I think um, Seattle kicked the field goal as well. So it was 10-6 at that point. And uh, with 21 seconds, we blow a coverage on uh, – oh, God. I mean, it, it had to be uh, – what was it? At least a fifty-yard pass down yep. the sideline. I mean, the, the the only thing you have to do in that situation is prevent is that from end, happening. Right, protect the end zone. That's it. Yep. You have an umbrella defense out there. I don't know what happened, but the safety was most out of likely position. a miscommunication. I I really don't know. All I could tell you is is that the corner. Uh, jumped on the tight end Olsen's route, which was basically a 15-yard hook-in. And the safety was so late getting over there, and it results in a play which results in Seattle scoring a touchdown with basically six seconds left on it. I mean, Mike, it literally took them 15 seconds to score. It was unbelievable. It was insane. Absolutely insane. So now, you know, you go into the halftime and, you know, you go into halftime and at this point you're thinking, my goodness, I mean, did we really blow it right before the half there? I mean, it was. I yeah, now was, you're worried because they're getting the ball back. Right. It was 17-9 at the half. And, um, you know, again, we had three field goals. Um, you know, you're feeling pretty good at that point. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were. I was worried they were getting the ball back. <laughs> right. That was exactly. my fear, you know, because you felt like, the, you know, the game could be getting out of hand real quick at that point. Right. Exactly. I mean, um, you know, the, the, a couple of other things to touch on in the first half before we move on to the second half. I felt that there was a play that, that our coaching staff didn't challenge. I mean, you talked yes, about, yes, talked about it during the game, and to me, it just – you know, it just didn't make sense. I mean, the none whatsoever. And you're talking about the first down spot that wasn't right. Exactly. I mean, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, did, did I just see what I just saw on TV? Because when they showed it, it sure looked like it should. The play should have been challenged. Look, it was it was a straight on camera view that shows the chains and the sticks, and there's a good inch inch or two between them, and they ruled it a first down. Now, how they did that, I don't understand. I don't uh, understand it either because is it right? Go ahead, Mike. You know, maybe they said something to the coach that made him think that he would lose the challenge, but I don't get it. I you know, and uh, I thought that was a mistake, like you did. I thought they needed to challenge that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's up in our booth, but. Um Without a question of a doubt, that should have been challenged because I don't think he got there. I mean, when when you looked at it, no, it did not. And look I don't like know it. what the referees were looking at it when they stretched the chains out. It it looked like there was an inch in between the football and the and the and the marker and and the marker. So anyway, with all that being said, you know the defense I felt played pretty well. Um, you know, overall the offensive line I think. Did a pretty decent job in protecting Fitzpatrick in the first half. The tackles were not that great, Lewis. No, 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 no. Uh, Overall, they weren't. The second half, I think they started really, really uh, getting uh, beat up pretty good in the second half, the tackles. I felt in the first half, they did a a decent job. I think in the second half, uh, Fitzpatrick got pressured a hell of a lot more than he did in the first half. There's no question. Couple of other things. Um, Agba, I felt had a Played pretty well. solid game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as you're watching it, Smythe had a very good first half. Um, he seems to be developing into a you know a pretty nice tight end. How about um, Parker you know, yesterday? He, Parker was just incredible. I mean, you know, <laughs> me and you were thinking to ourselves, here we go. You know, first right. quarter, he gets off to a great start, and then here we go again. You know, we're like, he's hurt and he's done. Yeah, we're figuring he's out for the game and we're going to struggle the rest of the way. He comes back out and he just keeps making plays, you know, and and he looks good in the process. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, definitely a shout out to him. And when he's off the field, that offense gets ugly quick. It does get ugly quick. Um, He's key. He's so key. And he's become such a good, good football player. And I know he's not at 100% either. So, you know, we definitely got to give him a lot of credit for what he's doing. I mean, he's going through this and, 
you know, hopefully he's determined know. not to miss a game this year. He says, you know, and I believe him. He he's playing hurt, and uh, unless he gets something serious, he's going to be out there. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so far, you know, you got to love what you're seeing out of him. You know, so uh, the first half ends on that note. You know, the, the third quarter starts, and you know, me and you talked about this as well yesterday. We're like. Damn it, they're getting the ball to start the second half. This We could get behind real quickly. Real and, quick. And what do they do? They drive right up the field, 11 plays, they're moving the football, and then the X-Man makes a phenomenal play in the end zone. And a lot of that had to do with a little bit of the pressure, Mike, coming up the middle. Yep. I believe they sent the blitz. Somebody was in Russell Wilson's face. He yeah, couldn't, he, he could not step into his throw. He couldn't get mustard on it. He was yep. throwing off his back foot. It allowed... X-Man to jump in front of the receiver. I think it was Metcalf. And we're still in the football game. I mean, a big, big play. I mean, if they score there, that it's going to be a, a, a big uphill battle the rest of the way. So after the interception, we go 10 plays <laughs> right up the field on them again. And once again, we settle for a field goal. I mean, very, very... At that point, I was just getting incredibly frustrated because... It was another third and manageable situation. It was a third and five, and I think that was on the drive where Parker dropped the ball that he probably could have caught. So it was one thing after another. Now, we didn't touch on it, but uh, earlier in the game, you know, in the first half, that third down run I didn't agree with. I was just absolutely frustrated by it. I felt you throw the ball into the end zone, hope for pass pass interference, or you hope that Parker or Gusecki or or Williams, you got three really big, strong players there. You put the ball up and you make them try to beat the guys one-on-one. I did not agree with the running play on third and five from the five-yard line. In the first half, I thought it was a horrible and very conservative call. Well, I think if we put up a show of hands, there'd be about three that agree with that call. Yeah, absolutely. You know, out of all the people that watched the game yesterday, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you've you've got to be a little more aggressive, and they have they have not. They were not aggressive at all yesterday. I thought, and I understand. You know, Seattle was really trying to keep them from uh, getting downfield, and they wanted them to drive. I understand. But I still think that, you know, you've got to get, you've got to develop plays that are going to beat, you know, a zone coverage and, and, uh, you know, flood a zone and get Gusecki involved. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> you got to get your playmakers the ball. And I, I don't think we were overly successful in doing that yesterday, aside from Parker. Yeah, no, I'm in total agreement. I'm just going to finish up the game here, Mike, uh-huh. and then, you know, and then we'll talk about. A little bit of that. So, you know, and it, it, as we go through the third quarter, and as the third quarter ends, it's 17-12. You know, we've, we kicked the field goal, and we're going into the fourth quarter down by five points. Right. You're, feel, you're feeling okay. It could be worse. <laughs> it could be a hell of a lot worse. So, the fourth quarter starts. Seattle, four plays, and they're out. They punt the ball to us. And what do we do? We go 17 plays, take eight minutes off the clock. And what happens, Mike? We settle for another field goal. Now it's 17-15. And you're like, okay, we're still in okay shape here. (laughs) Seattle takes them six plays. Six plays. They go 75 yards. They're up 24-15 with three minutes left in the game. Fitzpatrick comes back, throws a pick, four plays into our next drive. Seattle goes right back up the field on two plays, and the game's basically over at that point. Our last drive, you know, we drove down the field. It was a nice drive. Fitzpatrick (laughs) runs the ball in from 10 yards out, which, you know, you always love to see, right? You love to see that. You love to see the fact that he's still out there. He still cares, and he's still He still cares. He's trying to win a football game, and he gets us, you know, to a respectable 31-23 score. Onside kick doesn't work, and the game's over. But, um, you know, this game was lost, Mike, you know, basically in the fourth quarter. You know, we had some breakdowns again on defense. And, yep. you know, it was some rookies and it was some veterans, you know. Um, well, you know is, they, is that what lost the game or was it the five field goals, you know? 
It's well, you know, at that point, you know, if the defense stops them, you know, it's 17 15, you know, you still got an opportunity. I mean, I don't ever like to blame one side of the football. No, because, I agree. It's both sides. Because, you know, the offense did do a very good job of putting nice drives together. As I just mentioned, they had an eight minute drive. You know, what happened was at the end, they just didn't finish. You know, they, they did a great job of, of moving the ball up and down the field, but they were not able to get the ball in the end zone enough or else you would have had a much closer game. Now, uh, getting back to your – by the way, Isaiah Ford also had a really solid game. I like the way he's yeah, playing. Yeah, I, I made like a that. statement this morning that I, I kind of feel he's not playing Williams, and I wonder if they shouldn't consider him for wide receiver too. You know what's funny is, Mike, I don't know what the issue is. I really don't. I will tell you this, okay? Um, Preston Williams was targeted three times yesterday, and that's basically what's been going on through the first four weeks of the season. He's not getting a lot of targets. Now, in comparison, Parker had 12 targets yesterday, and he was off the field for a couple of possessions. Um, Isaiah Ford had 10 targets yesterday. So... With only four catches. So keep in mind that Isaiah Ford was thrown to 10 times and only four of those passes were completed. Right. So even though he's playing pretty good football, um, you know, or it seems it seems well, as if, if, if we look at Williams from game to game, it's the same thing. He's getting a lot of throws and few catches. Well, no, that's what I just said. Contrary to that, Mike, he's not getting a lot no, of no, no. You, yeah, yesterday, yesterday, you're talking about. You're right. Yesterday, he didn't. But if you look through the four games, he has. Yeah, I'd have to go back and see, Mike. Honestly, I don't think he has. I think he had one game where he was targeted quite a bit. Maybe Fitzpatrick has lost confidence in him because of that game where he was slipping and and just doing all kinds of crazy stuff down the field. But since since that game, and I think it was opening day. I'd have to go and look and see, but the last few games, I don't think he's been targeted an awful lot at all. But um, anyway, regardless of all that, um, you know, they they have – they had – Isaiah Ford played a, a very solid game. Now, getting back to what you were talking about in regard to um, a little bit of coaching and the criticism, I think it goes on both sides of the football field. Even though I felt the defense played solidly yesterday, the breakdowns, you know, really hurt incredibly. The one right before the half, really. Okay. Williams, he's had 16, uh, 15 targets and six receptions. 15 targets over four games, Mike. Yep. That's not a lot. I mean, that's less than four targets a game as one of your starting receivers. I mean, and it's not like we're not throwing the football, you know, so there's something not right there, and I don't know what there's it is. There's something not right there. Now let's just look at Ford. Ford has had 24 targets and 15 receptions, so he's catching at a 62% rate and uh, Williams a 40% rate. Right, and, you know, I'd like to see the other thing you got to look at is the amount of plays that Preston Williams is on the field as compared to Isaiah Ford. I can guarantee you – Isaiah Ford's number is a lot less, you know, per game than Preston Williams. So Isaiah Ford's getting targeted quite a bit more than Williams, even though Williams is on the field for a lot more plays every game. I'm sure of that, you know. Mm -hmm. Isaiah comes in in more so, you know, slot passing situations. So, um, listen, if Preston Williams is not completely healthy, and we talked a little bit about this right. yesterday, then maybe it is time to get Isaiah Ford out there and starting and, and having them switch up a little bit. I don't know, but th- there's got to be more production out of Preston Williams. There's no question about that. You know, and why we're let's talk about the players and then we'll get back to the coaching. How's that? Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy that's been a major disappointment, minus his one game, is Gasecki. Um, you know, he got targeted three times yesterday and he had one catch for 15 yards. Now that, and, and you know what aggravates me more than anything, Mike, Mm -hmm. in regard to Gasecki is the fact that this guy gets up and acts as if he just caught a winning touchdown in the Super Bowl when he catches one ball over the course of a game and picks up a first down. He does that dance and the first down, you know, he points down to the end zone and he does all this crazy stuff. Now, listen, I I love guys that are enthusiastic. Don't get me wrong. But 
I want to see that when he's had three or four catches over the course of one drive, okay? Not just one catch. He actually did that twice yesterday. One of them got called back for holding or whatever, I think, on Flowers after he made a first down, and he did his whole big spiel. And then there was egg in his face because there was a holding penalty and the play got called back. But, you know, I I watched him yesterday uh, on a few replays. Um, There was one pass right down the seam. Fitzpatrick put it there, but the defender was all over him. He had no separation whatsoever. And and it it was man-to-man. And as you watched his pattern on the replay, he did nothing, nothing in regard to shaking and baking on the defender, showing that, you know, maybe a move as if he was going uh, I outside. I think we talked and, about that yesterday. And cut back in. It was a horrible route, Mike. It was a horrible route. And um, as I'm watching it, I'm like, my God, could he have done something a little bit better to maybe create some separation? Because it's a touchdown otherwise. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of frustration setting in with me with Gusecki. I mean, he's got to step up and play better football. He's got to become more of this offense. Um, You know, one catch for 15 yards and getting targeted three times – over the course of a game is not going to work. And if you look at his numbers for the season in general, Mike, I don't think they're very good at this point. My, you take away the one game he had, and I really don't think he's had a good season up to this point. Well, I don't know if that's fair, Lou. Uh, he's, he's probably our highest graded offensive player mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the season. Right. But he disappears at times, and I think that's really what you're talking about. A hundred and ten percent. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, if you look at uh, you know the season in general, okay, um, you know, you take away the one game where he had a hundred and what was it, a hundred and twenty yards, something to that effect. Right over the over the course of the other three games, he's had a total of seventy yards. It's not a lot. It's just not. You know, and, you know, I think he had seven catches in that game. So over the other three games, he's had six catches for 70 yards over three games. He, he's he got to become a bigger player in our offense. Let's put it this way. In four games, he's been targeted 21 times and has 13 catches. Yeah. I mean, it's that's those aren't fantastic. Kittle numbers. had 15 catches yesterday, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that should put it in some perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had right. I think I think Kittle had like thirteen receptions in the first half last night. But yeah. you know, I mean, we're, we're you know, I don't want to compare him to the no, best no, no, no. But, football. But and, and I know is, you're not doing yeah, that either, right? Yeah. My point is, he's he's I mean, got to do more, regardless of what Kittle has done. He's got he's got to do more. He's got to be more of a factor because we need somebody to step forward. He's got to be more of a factor. And, and honestly, Mike, you know, I know Fitzpatrick, you know, we can get to him now as well. And we'll talk a little bit about a little bit about him. He didn't have his best game yesterday. There's no question about that. Um, you know, he did drive us, but he wasn't able to convert the third downs, which was extremely frustrating. Now, well, those, you know, he you says know, those are on him and I agree with him. Uh, you know, absolutely. the quarterback in the red zone has got to get you in the end zone. I, I don't care if he's got to run, if he's got to shuffle it underhand behind his back, whatever the case is, he's got to get us in the end zone. He's got to make plays. There's no question about it. But, um, you know, the guys have to help him. And I think that the two guys we talked about, Gasecki and um, and Preston Williams, at this point in the season, we were expecting a little bit more from both of them. And, um, you know, if Gasecki's going to have a great game, one out of every four games, Mike, and just disappear, as you mentioned, over the other three, it, it's not, it's not going to help us. And, you know, I will put it more so on those guys than I would Fitzpatrick. If it was a young quarterback, I think the blame could be spread around. But, you know, Fitzpatrick looks around the field and he he sees as to what's going on. I think he has a general idea, a, a very good general idea of what's happening and how teams are defending us. No, I agree and, with that. And Parker's getting attention and he's still being productive. The other guys have now have to step up and do what Parker is doing because it, it, to me, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with it. I really am. And, um, 
you know, I hope that, you know, over these next four games that we start seeing a little bit more production out of those two oh, guys. Here, let, let me put it to you this way. Over the four games, Parker has been targeted uh, 29 times. He has 24 catches. <laughs> okay? Yep. And if you look at Kaseki, uh, uh, before I get people pissed off, um, it's going to be 21 targets and 13 receptions. Right. Uh, if we go and look at Ford, it's 24 targets, 15 receptions. Mm-hmm. Who else? You want Whit Williams? It's uh, 15 targets, six receptions. You know, these guys all together as a group have got to be more reliable, and they've got to get open. And I think that's a lot of yep. the problem. You know, he's throwing these tight window throws that are tough to complete. Yep, absolutely. Every time you see him throwing the football down the field, he's putting mustard on it. He's getting the time to throw the football. You know, there are times where, you know, he gets pressured a little bit and so on and so forth. But the throws are there. The problem is there's defenders draped all over our guys. There is no separation. Now, uh, you know, let's move on to a little bit more criticism, okay? Uh, you know, since we picked on the players a little bit, let's talk about the coaching on the offensive side. Um, what I haven't yesterday, I'd give them a D minus personally, but and, and that's that's considering that they did have the long sustained drives. Yes, and they did, and and most of that fell on a very conservative passing game, which we felt. You know, as we talked about the the, um, the pregame uh, last Wednesday, we did talk about that, that, you know, we can't sit there and run the football and be overly conservative, but we can pass the ball. And as long as we're getting first downs and possessing the football and keeping it away from Seattle, it's a smart it's thing a to win, do. Right. Which is exactly what they did. And, and I was okay with that. What I am not okay with and what I have not seen, Mike, in games now is a fly pattern down the field at any point to any player whatsoever on our football team. I don't care if it's Grant. I don't care if it's Gusecki, where you line him up one-on-one on the outside. Preston Williams, Parker. Well, they did try one to Grant yesterday, but the route got screwed up, I think. I don't remember it. If it happened, Mike, it's not happening enough. All I'm saying is, is that as the season progresses... Okay, and as teams watch us on film, and I think this is why these windows are becoming tighter and tighter. There's too much of the same and not enough of maybe loosening that defense up a little bit. As the game progresses, you know, I want to see a ball thrown down the friggin' field at some point, and it's not happening. It hasn't happened to Parker or Williams. You got two outside guys. Now, maybe Parker's not capable of beating his guy on a fly pattern down the field, but the big difference that I see from last season's offense to this season's offense is are those plays down the field. Last year, whether it be Preston Williams, whether it be Gusecki, whether it be Devontae Parker, they were consistent every single game with attempting to throw balls down the field, regardless of the coverages, regardless of how bad our offensive line was compared to this year's offensive line. And our running game was just non-existent. I think Gaskins has done a much better job than what our running backs were doing. Well, maybe that's why our sacks are down this year, Lou. (laughs) I, I, Mike, I don't know. All I could tell you is, is he's had opportunities, but I don't think the play calls are there. And I think that falls a little bit on the coaching staff. I think that they have to show plays down the field to open, especially in the red zone, Mike. Throw the ball. When you're at the 18-yard line, throw the ball into the damn end zone, in, into the damn end zone and attempt plays down there. I mean, I know they did to Gusecki, you know, once or whatever the case may be, but over the course of the season, I haven't seen enough of that. And, um, you know, they have to open it up a little bit more. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts on it, but those are mine. Well, this morning I, I made a post and I absolutely said just about the same thing. Um, okay. I did not feel they were aggressive enough yesterday. My, my, my problem is, Lewis, I just don't know who they're going to be aggressive with. You've got Parker getting a lot of attention, so you may not necessarily want to force that issue. Grant is just not reliable. Uh, You know, he's just not proven to be reliable. It's as simple as that. So who are you going to? The only other guy I can think of is is Kosicki. 
And if you're going to be throwing deep to him, you're going to have to do something schematically to get him open. Well, listen, if Parker is in fact getting that coverage, that means Williams is probably man to man. You give him an opportunity. That's all I'm saying. They haven't even attempted it, Mike. Honestly, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a ball thrown well, I, down. I go back to 15 targets and, and uh, six receptions. You know, I'm not going to throw deep to him because he's not catching the short stuff. Well, I mean, you know, again, you know, because they're sitting. I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that teams are sitting on our guys right now. They have to attempt it, Mike. That's all I'm saying. Listen, you get Breida out there you know, on the outside, you know, you line him up in the backfield and you line him up on the outside with his speed and you attempt to throw the ball with one-on-one coverage down the field. That's, that's what you, same with Kosicki. You have to attempt it. All I'm saying is, no, is I, I agree, haven't I seen agree it. with you there. I haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it. You have to allow your receivers to make plays down the field. I mean, and then even if they're covered, there's always the opportunity for pass interference or, you know, something good to happen. So. Which happened over and over again last year, Mike, over yeah. and over again. Um, you know, it's... You've got you to know, be a little more aggressive. I, I totally agree with you. You know, so I, I think we've thrown a, a good amount of criticism out there for a game that, you know, we played nip and tuck for well, a that's, good... that's more a general criticism over the four-game span rather than a criticism about yesterday, although I think it was a, it's an appropriate criticism for yesterday. Yeah. I think in general, they have to be a little bit more aggressive because they they have to make the defense defend the entire field. Absolutely. They're putting Fitzpatrick in a situation going forward if they continue to do this. And, and you see it more and more week to week. And, and, and Mike, I'll tell you, you know, Seattle was minus a couple of defenders. Sure, in the secondary. Mm-hmm. You have to attempt it. You have to. You, you have to attempt balls down the field at some point. I mean, I love Parker on those slants. Don't get me wrong. You know, they're about 10-yard slants, and and he just burns his guy consistently. But uh, how about a double move? You know, fake this this slant and, you know, have well, him go a little bit up the field. Well, that was what they did with Grant yesterday. It was a double yeah. move, and it just got screwed up. I don't remember what went wrong with it, but it just didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's – I mean, you know, you look at it and, uh, you know, you're seeing passing attempts, you know, a good amount of passing attempts week in and week out. And among those pass attempts, you're just not seeing anything down the field much. You know, the majority or I would say all of them are, you know, within, you know, within 20 yards of the football. And at some point you got to loosen up because I think, you know, Teams are starting to understand what we are doing as an offense. Absolutely. Now, perfect execution, you know, as we saw Marino do for years, um, you know, you can't stop it regardless of whether you know it's coming or not. But, you know, Fitzpatrick is not Dan Marino. And as good as Fitzpatrick does on those tight window throws, he's putting the ball right on the spot. You know, they're, they're starting to sit on them, and we're starting to get a little bit more and more game to game. We're getting a little less productive with those type of plays. And you're saying and I more think, of those passes deflected. Yes, exactly. Deflected, intercepted. They're jumping right. on them. They're understanding what we're doing. And, you know, getting back to Kaseki down that middle, he's got to be able – I mean, listen, you, you saw what Seattle did yesterday. Okay, with Olsen over and over again in those third down situations. I don't remember how many balls he caught yesterday, but I will tell you this. I mean, it seemed like every third and short, he was picking up first downs for them. And and that's what you want out of Gusecki. Exactly. I was just going to say that. You know, you you want their catches to matter. Absolutely. That's what the tight end position is supposed to do. You know what I mean? Uh, that yep. they, are, they are supposed to be your safety outlet and, and help you convert those uh, third downs instead of having Fitzpatrick having to run it for 12 yards to pick it up. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and getting back to Isaiah Ford, you know, that's why his, all his catches seem to matter. They all seem to go for first downs in those situations. But if Kasicki's on the field, then he's got to create another option for Fitzpatrick. And I know he's got to be looking at him. It's just not there, you know. And, um, 
you know, from what I saw on a few of the replays, especially that one down the end zone, he's not creating separation. So, you know, they've got to do a better job of that. I mean, Gusecki right now, this is his third season. And, you know, at this point, you really want to see him developing into, you know, a really, really good tight end. And, and, you know, I know we've still got, you know, three quarters of a season left, but, um, in you fairness, know, he's got, we've he's seen, we've seen big improvement from his first season to now, especially in his blocking. Uh, he is blocking a lot better, and I, and I believe uh-huh. he's he's taking uh, he's he's a little bit more physical than he was uh, in his first season. So right. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. Now I think his route running needs improvement, and and that would be the next step of his game that you want to see get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean. His hands are phenomenal. He's got great hands, and he's a phenomenal athlete, and he can run. But, you know, you've got to put all that together, and you've got to become a dominant football player. I mean, with, the, with, with, with his athletic ability, Mike, it's very frustrating. That's why I'm frustrated with him, because he oh, has it. just as much athletic ability as anybody on, on our offense. And you want him to become a dominant football player, a player that teams need to worry about right. when we play him. A guy like a Kelsey or a guy like, um, uh, the, the, God, you mentioned him earlier. Kittle. Uh, Kittle. Kittle. Yes. Uh, you know, you want him to become that type of football player. And he has all the all the tools to do that. And, you know, there comes a point where, you know, is he is is he going to be what he is now or is he going to develop into that player? And three seasons into your career, you know, you've got to start doing it. I mean, you know, your career is not you're not going to be this type of player you know, for, for 10 years, you know, you have to go out there at this point, you should be in your prime. Well, like they said, you have to get better every day. So whatever that's going to take, he's got to be doing it. He's got to be working on that, on the route running. And, uh, I really think that's the weakness of his game right now. I mean, his hands are phenomenal. I think he, he runs well, he gets good breaks off the line of scrimmage. I I really think it's, it's the route running that's holding him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're working with him. I mean, we've seen improvement, so there's no reason to think he won't continue to improve. I want to see more Zach Sealer. Zach Sealer. Every time he's on the field, he's oh, making okay. plays. Oh, okay. You're going over to the defense. I am. Side. I am. You threw it. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I know. I, what did he? Who did he just mention? Uh-huh. You know. Okay, I got you. I, I want to. You. I want to yeah. see more of him. Uh, Wilkins has has probably been our best defender. Uh, followed closely by Howard, uh, followed by McCain. Shaq Lawson, who hurt himself yesterday, has been up there. He's played fairly well. Uh, mm-hmm. Camus hill has played fairly well. So, I mean, these are the guys you want to see. You know who played well yesterday? Who's that? Uh, Jamal Perry. Okay. So that was, that, yeah, that was good to see. He came in for, um, did he come in at safety? No, he was in a cornerback. He was playing in a cornerback. Okay, so him and um, some of the other corners were going in and yes. out, yes. basically. I got you. So it's it's good to see. You want to see some of those depth guys do well, and then that'll work into you know either more playing time or or you've just got a little bit of depth that you know you didn't have before. So uh, Agba, you know, I think's been playing relatively well. He's he's up and down, um, but I thought he played well yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot out of Gotchow. And, um, well, that's why I was saying I want to see more Sealer exactly for that reason. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting, Mike, because um, even though Seattle didn't, you know, kill us running the football yesterday, which is what we wanted. You know, they, they ran the ball successfully. Uh, Chris Carson, you know, we, we, we talked about he's him. A the guy, he's he's a just so good. Mm-hmm. He catches the football and he runs so hard. And I felt that our defense did a pretty good job on him yesterday. Uh, you know, he didn't have a ton of, you know, a ton of big runs, but he was very consistently good. And he, and he runs so strong. I mean, I knew if he played, he was going to be a difference in the football game uh, in regard to picking up some key first downs for them and stuff and just, you know, having them possess the football. You know, I thought they did an adequate job there. And I overall, you know, I thought that they were doing a pretty good job on two really good receivers up until the end. You know, Metcalf 
uh, got Howard a few times. He got him early in the game on that 37-yard completion down the sideline. And then late in the game, when I believe it was Howard guarding him, where he did that little juke step at the line of scrimmage and went down the sideline like 30, 40 yards. Who was the safety on that side? I Honestly, I don't know. Uh, whoever it was, they just Metcalf is just such a good football player. Because Eric Rowe was invisible yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen – you know, when we go into the draft next year, Mike, I think that safety has got to be uh, a, a target, uh, you know, in regard to drafting someone that's just an incredibly solid athlete and, and safety, you know, a guy that can hit and a guy that can make plays back there. Because, um, you know, the defense right now, you look at them overall, there's not a lot of playmakers on that defensive side. There just well, isn't. No, I know? agree with that. I said the same thing. That's well, that's really what we're missing. We've got some nice, solid pieces, but we don't have the impact players that you're really looking for. And uh, Jerome Baker has got to do more. He's got to yeah, do more. I mean, I'm just not seeing it from him. You know, he makes tackles, but they're downfield. He reminds me of another linebacker that we were glad to get rid of. And I hate to say that, but, uh, you know, well, he's got a little bit of Alonzo in him. <laughs> yeah. How's he, has he, how did he grade out yesterday? Not good. And he to... hasn't graded out well in the season either. Yeah. You don't but hear his name a lot. You don't see him. You know, you know you're not. You you, I mean, you see, he makes tackles. Don't take me wrong. But you're not seeing him impact games the way you'd right. like him to. Making play, making tackles behind the line of scrimmage yes, or at the line of knocking scrimmage. Knocking fumbles loose, doing the things that linebackers do. Right. Interceptions, whatever the case yeah. may be. They're, you know, listen, Olsen's a veteran tight end. And, um, you know, I know it's the responsibility of linebackers or the safeties to cover them. And, he was consistently open, <laughs> uh, making play, yep. open and making plays last uh, yesterday. And um, you know, again, you know, it 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 goes back to playmakers. Now we had one nice play yesterday, and it was by Xavier Howard. You know, he made the play, and you know, in the in the end zone, the interception, and that's a playmaker, and that's what those type of guys do. Now, past him, you know, we had a couple nice sacks and everything, but we didn't see guys, you know, um, beating up the, the running back at the line of scrimmage, hitting Carson for a three, four-yard loss. Nothing like that. Well, no that's, interceptions. You know, that's next level. I mean, we, you know, we played better on defense yesterday, I thought, overall. I mean, outside of the breakdowns. Um, you know, right. I mean, there were, I don't know how many plays there were yesterday, but hypothetically, if we're saying 60, they played pretty good on, you know, 50, 55 of them, you know? Uh, yes. so, so, I mean, it's good to see that, but there are certain guys on the defense that are hurting us and, and these, these areas are going to have to be addressed. Uh, just like yeah. on offense, you know, we've got, uh, a lineman that, that, could use some upgrading or he needs to improve. And I'm talking about Davis, you know, you need your tackles to be solid, especially if you're going to put a left-handed quarterback in there. Uh, you know, yep. Davis has got to step up and uh, get the job done. Uh, he can't be having bad games. He's got to be consistent, just like Richmond Webb was from week to week to week. Right. Across the offensive line, Mike, was Davis the, the, the worst guy? No, I think, Jack I think Jackson was, but that's to be expected. Uh, Kinley yeah. had a very solid game, by the way. Uh, we sh he he's should, been good. Yeah, yeah, he, but he should be mentioned. He had a very solid game. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's good to see. I mean, it's, it's good to see. And I'm sure, ja you know, Jackson has the tougher task between him and uh, Kinley. So, you know, I'm sure he'll get better. But, you know, you just want to see that little steps of progress. And, uh, you know, I think he was hurt yesterday, too. Uh, I think he had a foot problem or something. So. Well, I, you know, Mike, you know, compared to last season, you know, I see a major difference in, in, in the blocking. I mean, G Gaskins, you know, he doesn't do anything special. Exactly. Um, but, but he averaged four yards a carry uh, yesterday. And, you know, I, I felt he did a pretty solid he's job. He's like a that, Mark Higgs, you know. Right. That's yeah. what he's been doing. Uh, week in and week out. I mean, he had 10 carries. You know, yeah. if he had 20 carries, he may have had 80 yards, you know, but he's averaging four yards a carry. Yep. What what I'm shocked about is the fact that Breed is just not touching the ball more than he should. In a, in a game... Well, he touched it a good bit yesterday, I thought. 
Yeah, I, I think he had three catches and three carries. Yeah. I mean, giving the ball to him six times over the course of the game, Mike, is not an awful lot to oh, me. I mean, I, you I, know, know. I thought he, I thought he'd be a bigger part of the offense, and you know, I don't understand why he's not. Because again, he's a guy that um, you know he showed John that one catch, uh, you know, to where he made a couple of moves and he was gone. You know, I mean, he was one one guy away from you know going to the going to the, going into the end zone. So. You know, it's it's a situation where, you know, I'd like to see him a little bit more involved. Uh, you know, Gaskins is getting probably 75% of the playing time out there. And um, as much as I like him and I think he's done an extremely good job, you know, I say it over and over again, he, he doesn't bring what Breida brings to the table. I think he's, you know, you've got to, especially, Mike, when, when you're in a hurry-up offense, and you need a guy to maybe, you know, be one-on-one when the defense is scrambling around. You get him out there in the flat, and he makes a couple moves, and he he can make a big play, you know, he can make a big play out there. Right. You know, Gaskins, I don't think, has that type of speed no, to do No, he it, doesn't. So. He doesn't. And he doesn't have that type of quickness either. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, they're going to put out there who they feel is, is best for whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, I mean – I would like to see Breed out there more as well. I would like to see Grant get some more ends or end arounds and that type of thing, or jet sweeps, or pitches wide, or, or something to to you know, uh, like I said before, make the defense you know defend the whole field because you know mm-hmm. they're bunching up on us and it's it's making it tough to move the ball. So I do think they have to do some things to do that, and mm-hmm. we'll see if they agree. I mean, time will time will tell, but. By yeah, and they, large, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of improvement from last year, and I think it's it's baby steps. It, it's going to come. Yep, they they th- absolutely the offensive line. I'm 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 happy with for the most part. What's interesting, Mike, is that uh, Fitzpatrick threw the ball 45 times yesterday, which and is he too ran many. Six, <laughs> yeah, right, and he ran six times, which in more than likely those were passing attempts. Right. Um, you know that he gets credited for for rushes on because he doesn't. They don't have any design plays. No, no. With he's looking downfield and everybody's yeah. covered, and he's taken off. Or he sees a right. hole in the defense where they're playing zone, and everybody's looking the other way, and he takes off. Or exactly. man rather, man rather. So basically, they threw the ball. They they dropped back to pass fifty one times yesterday. Fifty one times, right? And they ran the ball. A total of sixteen times, and that right. was including the uh, Lynn Bowden run, you know, where he lined up behind um, behind center and and he ran something. Um, that that's 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 very interesting. That's not the kind of offensive balance that they promised us. <laughs> um, no, and I think that uh, and the score was close. I mean, it wasn't like they had to abandon the run. You know, it's obvious that they didn't have confidence in their ability to open up the running lanes. And I, th- I think that's really what it comes down to. I guess so. But again, you know, they did. It wasn't like they were getting. St- they were averaging like four yards a carry yesterday. Yep. So, you know, other than when Howard was in the game, you know, he had two attempts yeah, for two yards. Fumble. Yeah, I mean, woof, that guy. Yep. I don't know if he's going to make it through the season. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it through the season watching him. Yeah, uh, but you know, all in all, listen, I'm I'm pretty positive about what we've seen. I know we're we're complaining a little bit here and there, but I really am positive over what we've seen. I mean, they're obviously improved over last year. I think as the schedule eases up, we'll see a couple of wins start to show up, and people feel a little bit better. But right. uh, this season isn't about wins and losses to me. It's about it's about progression. It's about you know getting these athletes coached. Yep. And uh, with that, have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, I think I think we covered quite a bit. I mean, we got to come back in a couple of days. So if we did forget anything, yep, we'll get it Wednesday. We'll jot it down and we'll pick it right back up on Wednesday. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, Lewis, thanks for joining me. Very welcome. And we'll talk to everybody on Wednesday. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 